The Go-Giver, a little story about a powerful business idea by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Introduction to the revised edition. Not long after The Go-Giver first appeared, we got a letter from a man named Arlen Sorensen. The CEO of an Iowa IT firm, Arlen had organized a Go-Giver-themed summer retreat for more than 200 peer group companies. Inspired by the ideas in the book, several conference participants flew out to another state on their own dime to help brainstorm solutions for a colleague whose company was on the verge of closure. The firm pulled back from the brink and saw banner profits the following quarter. And the two men who'd done the consulting were surprised to find what they learned in the process helped boost growth in their own companies too. All of which, Arlen told us, was a result of his reading our little story about a powerful business idea. And Arlen wasn't the only one sending us reports like this. People in all sorts of businesses started telling us that our story was changing the way they did things. Chambers of Commerce told us they were adopting go-giver uh, precepts as part of their professional code and giving copies of the book to their members to help their businesses become more successful. A fitness club challenged its staff to continually come up with creative improvements in the business based in the business based on the book's core principles. A legal firm reported using the book to help more effectively negotiate matrimonial disputes. The Go-Giver started as a book, but soon became a movement. Our hero Joe's struggle to gain an advantage in his business, some clout and leverage, as he put it, and his encounters with his mentors' counterintuitive principles describing the, how the world really works, the more you give, the more you have, seemed to strike a chord, and not only in the world of business. Before long, we were hearing from parents, teachers, pastors, and counselors who were using the book in their work, and in their lives, too. A high school teacher in Indiana told us he was taking his school's senior class through the book because he found it better equipped them to do well in the world. He has done it with every graduating class since. An executive chef at an exclusive Houston Country Club started using it to train his management team to reach even higher levels of excellence and member satisfaction. A Lithuanian expat in London moved back to her homeland and started her own publishing company just so that she could share the book with her compatriots in their own language. Your book will change our country, she told us. From book clubs to executive councils, law firms to prayer groups, energy conglomerates to nursing homes, pizza shop managers to graduate school professors, people wrote to tell us how they were using the book. And it wasn't that they were saying they liked it. They were saying something better than that. They were saying it worked. Business owners told us the book helped them make their businesses more successful. In some cases, struggling businesses experienced a complete turnaround after implementing five laws of stratospheric success, Joe learns in these pages. Companies large and small started using it to train their sales and customer service teams to generate both more sales and happier customers. People reported using the five laws to great effort to great effect in their marriages and approach to parenting. All of the foregoing might seem to suggest that the secrets in The Go-Giver might be startlingly new and original. They aren't, of course. The ideas here are as old as humanity. One of the messages we hear most often is some variation of, this is how I always thought, or always hoped, things worked. I just never quite knew how to put it into words. When these readers crack open the pages of Joe's adventure, they tell us 
they discover something that they always knew somewhere inside themselves. That while the world may at times appear to be a dog-eat-dog -dog place, there is actually a set of much kinder and vastly more powerful principles operating beneath the surface of casual appearances. But don't take our word for it. After reading what Joe and his men, uh, mentor Pindar have to say, we invite you to take the next step and explore it for yourself. Follow Pindar's condition. Test every law you read here and see what happens. Not by thinking about it, as Pindar tells Joe in chapter 2. Not by talking about it, but by applying it to your life. Enjoy, and our best, best wishes for your stratospheric success. Bob Berg and Dave, uh, John David Mann in October of 2015. Sweet. The Go-Giver. A little story about a powerful business idea. Well, thanks, for, thanks for being here, Alex. Mm -hmm. No problem. So today, guys, I have a young entrepreneur in my area, Alex Russell. How you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, so to start off, man, tell the people a little bit about yourself. All right, so my name is Alex Russell, and I am 17 years old. Woo! And I'm, it, I'm actually not going to college now, I know, like, everyone thinks, oh, you should go to college and all that after you get out of high school, but I actually am not going to college. That's because I'm, like, super interested in entrepreneurship and just growing myself, and I, I think, like, you do not really need the, the regular education, like, college to become a millionaire. Not at all. No, you don't. Not, not, not in today's age and world where things like all the technology we have sitting here on the desk, mm -hmm. like, this, this, this iPad and the, and, and the phones, like... We have the whole internet at our disposal. Exactly. Now. There, there. You can get whole degrees on YouTube, basically. You can, <laughs> Pretty much. You know, you can really learn how to do do some really high level things just on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So, so what are the avenues that you're taking right now um, to, to to pursue that? Well, um, I'm actually I have my own podcast, which we're gonna be doing that later too yeah. after this one. <laughs> and uh, I've been like really grinding out on that, and I just started it like two weeks ago, and so I'm trying to like build that up in. Um, and I also am like trying to start my own businesses and all that. Well, right now, I am, I sell phones and flip phones and all that. Mm -hmm. So I do that. But uh, I really eventually, what I, my main goal is, is to get into real estate. I really want to have my own real estate property, or real estate company, sorry, and just own thousands of properties and all that. And like, yep. I, and that, that's what I really want to do. That's and a good call, man. Real so, estate, real estate's just. It's boundless. It's, oh, yeah. it's unavoidable. It's everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I really want to get into, and that's cool. why like when I turn eighteen soon, I am hoping to like become a realtor and get my realtor license and all that. Wonderful. Oh yeah. Oh, no, that's great, man. Cool. Well, the Go Giver, the Go Giver. What what's so special about this book to you, man? What did this book? Uh, how did this book speak to you? Well, I would just say like the Go Giver, because it's focused around giving to other people and like. If you think about it, when you give to other people, they're they're gonna give back, like, and that's why, that's why, like, it really spoke to me. I would say is just because I didn't realize this before. Like, mm. I've I've heard about it before, but you're just like, eh, like you don't really think anything sure. of it. But like after your, your mom told you when you were seven, yeah. and you had to buy a present for somebody. Oh, it always feels better to give. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, exactly. yeah, whatever, mom. Where's my <laughs> gift? Right. But it's so true. Like when you provide value and give to other people. It's just gonna come back, um, and like, that's how I would say that's how it like spoke to me. It's just because okay. it really opened that door. Like, the door was kind of cracked open before, but it really opened it. Yeah, I was gonna me. say, where were you at mentally before? What 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 were your 
concepts of business or your concepts of mm. the world that 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 this book changed? Well, I would definitely how, how, where say, were you at? You know. Yeah, I would say so. What it did for me is, like I said, it opened up knowing that you gotta provide value. Value is the number one thing. Yep. And so basically, I don't know. Before that, I guess I just didn't really realize that that you need value to have like continuous customers and just mm-hmm. like value is just the number one thing. And I get and that I, comes in a variety of ways too. It's not oh, just yeah. like one thing there, mm-hmm. there, there there are thousands of ways to provide value for different you know oh yeah so, lot, just a lot of different types of value which is nice you don't have to only be good at one thing people <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i'd say like just my mentality before that was just not really realizing that about providing value and just thinking that oh if your product is good enough then people will come to you but that's not really necessarily the case you know yeah okay so how about this for for the people who do not know this story, give a brief brief synopsis of how this book is written and what it's about, and kind of the 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 story of the character, the main character. Mm, okay, so the main character, um, I actually yeah, I don't remember, remember his name. What's his name? His name is Joe. I think it's yeah, Joe. Joe. It's Joe. Yep. So he like um, he goes to this this uh, this what is it top? He's like top selling, and. He, he's like a millionaire and all that. He goes to him for like a lunch or something mm-hmm. just to see how he, um, like what, why, how he is so successful sure. and what he can do to, uh, how, what Joe can do to be that successful. And so he starts like going consistently with launches to him. And I believe the reason why he wanted to is just because like he won't, he, he was, he was like, um, at the time he was struggling to, like make his quarterly sales or mm, something like that. Got you. And then so he really needed to, so he heard about something on the radio like, oh, this man, he uh, knows what he's talking about. So he checked him out. And at first he was kind of like skeptical, like, eh, I don't know. And like, so as he kept going through to to the lunches with him and hanging out with this millionaire, um, I'm sorry, I just can't remember his name at the no, moment. No, it's okay. But, it doesn't matter. And they can go read the book. Go read the book. Yeah. The he, Go-Giver. He was, <laughs> um... He was basically teaching him the, what is it, five laws? Of yes. Stratos, uh, sorry, stratos, stratospheric success. Stratospheric success. That's, that's, a, that's a tough word. That really is. I read it when I was reading it in there. I'm like, okay, I got to concentrate for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, as he's taking him, he's showing him, he's Joe, these different lessons. And at first, Joe doesn't get it. Like, he does not understand it at all mm. until, like, towards the end when everything just comes together. And, like... Uh, so that's basically it. I would say okay. is like. So he just basically learns principles of success from, uh, from somebody who has achieved mm-hmm. a lot of success within the business world, and yeah, that's, I would say that's a story that. Oh, go go ahead. Uh, it's really awesome. Like, I don't know if I should spoil like the end or anything. Don't say everything. Don't give them right, everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, but the ending is really. I really like that for sure. Good, good. We'll go read it, people, and then you'll then you'll. Be able to hear exactly how things turn out, but for Joe, okay, yeah, yeah, for Joe, exactly. So, how about what are these laws, man? All right, so the very first law is the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much you give in value than you take in payment. Mm. Okay, read it one more time. The law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much you give in value than you take in payment. Yep. So, example, like, I, 
Gary Vaynerchuk talks all the time about simply reaching out to people and being, you know, if you want to be a rapper, go empty garbage cans for Lil Wayne. <laughs> exactly. Like literally, yeah. like like do something for him. Do it for free though. Like mm-hmm. literally work for free for the people that you want to be around. Um, and make sure that you're providing value and not initially asking things in return. For because sure. then you can make yourself somebody who is, um, you know, somebody they can't just get rid of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is that, how is that law speak to you? Um, well, I'd say just because providing value, like before I didn't realize how important it is to provide value. And you know what, actually, I just remember this when you were talking about it, but uh, when I first met Derek, mm. so D- Derek Brown Jr., one of my associates, and uh, and then Alex been has been working with him for a while now, just mm-hmm. on a bunch of different kinds of exciting things. So. Oh yeah! So yeah. one time we were just sitting down having coffee, and I, <laughs> I he was talking about provide if you provide value to others, then like if you're providing value to like the person you want to work for, mm-hmm. you provide value for them for free, and then it'll come back to you, like. And you, it'll definitely come back to you a hundred times, like. Oh wait, wait! Multiplied. Oh it'll, yeah, it'll be much more. Mm-hmm. It, and that's and that's kind of also the 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 uh, you know not having the scarcity mentality and having an abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. It goes hand in hand with that. Okay, cool. And like I just remember thinking at the time, I was like, "What? That doesn't really make sense." And then after reading this book, it definitely like it made so much sense sure. to me. Sure. Cool. And just. Uh, like, what you're giving out is way more important than what you're getting in return, for sure. Like, that's what it, like, talks about for the in the first law. Cool. How about two? All right, so the second law... Second law. ...is the law of compensation. Mm. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. The law of compensation. Mm. It's not just that you serve them. You have to serve them at a... Mm-hmm. At a level that is not just satisfactory to them, but a, a level that they are thankful that you are providing the service to them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and compensation is, is weird because most people think about, you know, obviously money is the main mm-hmm. the main way to get to get compensation, but, but people have to remember oh, the yeah. four currencies. There is money. Mm-hmm. There is knowledge. There is um, there is time, and wait, and and there are relationships. True. I actually did not know that there was four different ways. I knew there was like more than just money. So the four currencies are money, mm-hmm. knowledge, relationships, and the one that we all have the same amount of time. This is the most important currency. Oh yeah, because we all get the same amount <laughs> in theory until we pass. You know, every exactly. day we have the same amount of time. For sure. You and I have the same amount of time as Jeff Bezos does. Exactly. But he's worth it. <laughs> you know, he's he, he's got Amazon. So, so I, I say that not to discourage people, but to be like, hey man, if he can make Amazon, and it didn't happen in a day. But oh yeah. Still, like you know, it took. I I, I saw a a quote. Ah, what athlete was it by? It was by a really, really great athlete, like one of the all-time greats. Damn it, I can't remember which who it was, but it said, it said, yeah, it took me, it took me seventeen years and one hundred and seventy-four days to be an overnight success. Oh yeah, 
There's no such people, thing as an overnight success. No, people don't ever see those, the you know, mm-hmm. all that time put in before. But anyways, I kind of got so going back to sorry, going back to you compensation. There, you you got to remember there are a lot of a lot of ways to be compensated. If mm-hmm. you if you want to be a music producer and you go and hang out with Jay Z and he doesn't pay you but he teaches you how to mix, bro, you won, <laughs> yeah, exactly. bro, you won. Exactly. Like you're gonna you're gonna put out hot tracks mm-hmm. now that Jay Z showed you. So. That it's not knowledge is you know knowledge relationships, those are really two two other currencies that people need to focus on more I think and that's why you know having the lunch Joe having the lunch with a successful businessman that's exactly what that is he wasn't oh, yeah. getting paid but he was gaining knowledge mm-hmm. and then you know then possibly business relationship with him all the all that jazz oh yeah and yeah. actually I want to like. This is kind of a little branching away from go, this book. Go for it, please. But please. I, focusing, like, your focus is so important. Like, what you are focusing on. Yes. That will determine, like, your thoughts, the things that you were thinking of, whether they're positive or negative. They will literally, like, if you're thinking about positive thoughts, you will have positive outcomes and positive opportunities coming to you. But if negative, you're thinking negatively, everything is going to be completely different. You're 100% right. And this book right here, I, the last podcast I recorded is called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Oh, really? Yeah. And the chapter that I read was chapter 19, How to Use Your Subconscious Mind to Remove Fear. And it talked about exactly that. You know, if, if you have negative thoughts, you have to immediately replace them with positive oh, ones yeah. that are the polar opposite. Because mm-hmm. you, your subconscious mind, as I said in this last podcast, I'll say it again. <laughs> Your subconscious mind can't take a joke, so be careful oh, yeah. what you tell it. I actually heard that that before. It's it's really profound to me because you don't you don't active you're not actively aware of your subconscious mind, mm-hmm. but it's running your shit. It's running everything. Exactly. Are you thinking about breathing, bro? No. Are you thinking about getting blood to your toes? Right. Nah, your body's doing that, and it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Your but your body but but your subconscious mind also takes care of of other things like how you respond to a scary situation or how you handle adversity you know so actually to add to that where you're talking about your subconscious mind cannot take a joke yeah 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 i well, love that <laughs> um with affirmations mm-hmm. like yep uh, if you repeatedly say that over and over and over and write them down what i've been doing is actually the book the ninja of selling yeah um it talks about it you write down your affirmations 25 times each one 25 times and you like slowly program your subconscious mind Yep, and I I really truly believe that because like, you start to think like, uh, one of my affirmations is like, I I make over a million and I, I make or sorry I earn a million and more a year, mm-hmm. and like I don't know it just like, you will you will own you oh, yeah. will earn more than a million dollars a year, dude. It's a fact because you believe it. Mm-hmm. You 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 you. You've been there. You've put yourself there. You can feel what it feels like to have that freedom. Yeah, that's another thing I talk about with a lot of a lot of athletes and uh, MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two two uh, Conor McGregor and Israel Adesanya, and they, they they talk about it. They're like, I felt being here with a belt. I know I've lived through this moment. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's 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 amazing what you can do when you truly know that you face a world world full of potential every day, mm-hmm. and that you can make it whatever you so whatever you see fit, but. Be careful what you want. Be careful what you think about. Exactly. Because that will, again, like you said, manifest itself in the world. Mm-hmm. Whew. That's a powerful one. Compensation. 
Back to that. <laughs> How about the third rule? All right, so the third law... Or third law, sorry. Is the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place others' interest first. Awesome. This one is tremendously important, and I have a... I kind of have a personal... Somewhat personal anecdote, I guess. It's really... So I, I, I'm quite a um, boisterous person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm often traditionally very loud and I'm a big person too so it's like it's just a, I'm, right. a lot, I'm a lot I'm a lot to mm-hmm. you know and one thing when I was a lot younger in the last four or five years I've really gotten better about this but before that it was often hard I would talk about myself a lot and now it's weird because I'm talking about myself as I say <laughs> that but it's my damn podcast so I can talk no. exactly <laughs> no but the thing that that really drives the best conversation mm-hmm. is always focusing the conversation on others. Oh yeah. And, 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 and listening truly being an active listener and not just listening with the intent to respond, but with the intent to understand what they're saying. Mm. And that's really, really, really important. And, and that, that's, that's what that speaks. That, that, that's what I hear when I hear that law mm-hmm. and that, that, that's, that's what I would take away just initially by hearing it. So what, 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 what did you take away from that one? Hmm. I would say, I influence is huge. Oh yeah, and people, people, sometimes that that's another. It's kind of in the same kin as relationships in terms of, in terms of uh, you know, uh, a currency. But like, people with influence can do a lot. They can move. Oh yeah, great change in the world. You know, and actually, the the funny thing is, is like here recently, I. W- so last term, because I'm still in high school. This is my last term of high school. Yeah. But last term... No I, more school. Yeah, I know. But I was in a psychology class. And Love it. we were supposed to do a, like a, a trifold of different types of... Some people did like ADHD or just yep. things around focused around psychology. And sure. I, I chose to do the psychology of persuasion mm. and, and like influence. Because and, I find that very interesting. And like how it all just ties together how... Liking, if you know how to get people to like you, yes, uh, then th- that's one way is to influence other people is just by liking, and like there's so many other ways and like it, I I don't know I would just say, like with that influence, th- I, I don't even know like I, I don't no, know don't, I just don't. have so much. Good man, no it's it's and 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 the thing about it is is. When you when you learn something as simple as that, then it opens the door for all these other possibilities and other. And it's like, oh man, the more the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like as you learn more, you're like, oh my god, I have more work to do now. Like there's so much more that I want to want to learn about. Like how how many ways can you influence people? Like oh, yeah. through what methods? You know, you can use money, you can use ideas, you can use oh yeah, you know, security, whatever. And actually, I, so. What I'm reading off my notes right now is my book notes, like it's a notebook that I have, and so I just write down all the books that I'm reading, like just notes, jot down notes in there, and one of the books I'm also reading too is the Inf- Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion. That book is fantastic for people. I, I will be doing s- some stuff with that book at some time in the future too, because that's a really, really good one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't like finished it yet, but I like, I really like it. Like, You'll, yeah, it's great. And it, it, it talks about like all the principles, like consistency, um, social proof, authority, liking, scarcity, all that. Yep. And like using that to influence people. 
So yeah, I, I don't know. I just there's a there's a book I read. Uh, let me let me let me find this. Um, There's a book that a magician wrote. Mm-hmm. Is that what was it called? <laughs> Damn it! It was it was basically like like how because what does what, what does a magician do? They like I I would say they they know how to like I don't know they just know how to like it, trick what, your what, eyes basically. Yeah, what they say is the power of misdirection, mm. like like because they're not magic. Exactly. Right? <laughs> no, but but. Oh wow! What was that book called? It, I'm so irritated right now. It was. <laughs> it's really great. Like, it talked about you know, just getting people to be comfortable with you, and and it talked about persuasion a lot because a, a magician's whole job is for to persuade you that the thing they're doing is real. Right. And it's like some of it is so compelling. Like I've seen some stuff that I truly cannot explain. Like there's no way. And I'm a very, like, I'll nitpick all the little things. Mm-hmm. There's some magic tricks I've seen that I'm like, I can't, there's nothing. Right. I have absolutely nothing for that. Like, I cannot, but. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, so, like, what I, what I love is when you see overlap in different, in different, you know, in different uh, practices or, or disciplines, rather, um, is just to see how, how, different people use the same kind of principles within their own that that's like when when kid when you know you have kids and you put them in sports you're like well this is to teach you stuff about life and kids are like what right. what are you talking about i just want to hit a ball like exactly i don't care i just want to shoot hoops man like mm-hmm. but it does teach you things about you know about the world and about just i don't know about how to interact with other people and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty pretty special but, anywho, how about the how about the fifth law? Oh, the fifth law. The law of reciprocity. Hold up, what is that wording? Reciprocity. Yeah, reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Yes. Now that's a, that's a big one. A lot of people don't believe they're worthy of being successful or mm-hmm. rich. You know, money is the root of all evil. You know, we've heard that for years. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, wait, what? Right. I don't believe that at all. Like, why? If that's true, then why does the Catholic Church have the most money of any place on the planet? <laughs> but they also do the most charity work. Mm. Seems fair. Exactly. If you have the most, you should probably give the most. Mm-hmm. But they're very open to receiving. Oh yeah. A lot of donations. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so what did you take? What did you take from that? So I would say what I took from took from that is. When you're giving, like, if you're not open to receiving back, you're just killing the cycle right there. Like, you're, because mm. the cycle is when you give, people are going to, like, want to give back. And so I would definitely say is just to really be open. It opened my eyes to, it, I, I really saw after I read this book, like, times when people were trying to give to me. And yeah. I would, like, cut that out before. Like, if someone wanted to pay for lunch or something, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 I got it. But, like, you know. That's that's no, kind of a literally right there. no no it, it, that's a hundred percent right when pe- and and that's something that I I learned a long time ago when my parents actually would well, you know Adam and I my brother and I would do mm-hmm. work for say like my my grandparents like mow the lawn shovel whatever and they'd give us money mm-hmm. we're like no 
we don't want to, you're our grandparents, we'll do it. Right. But they basically told us, like, accept it when they do that, because it means a lot to them to be able to give you that after you helped them. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. I, I did, I did. Now, there's a difference between always having an open begging hand. <laughs> exactly. It's like, get, get out of here, man. Right. Like, you don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. But when people suggest themselves to give to you, mm-hmm. often accept it. it. You're so right. It, it really, it, it, it lets the cycle keep going. It lets karma build you know, have mm-hmm. you heard? Have you heard how Tony Robbins? You know Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard how he had the idea to to that led him to success? I actually haven't. So this is one of the craziest things. Somebody inadvertently made Tony Robbins like they didn't mean to like make him an epic person, but he was very, very, very poor. Really, growing up, yes. <laughs> and his father didn't want to accept anything, any kind of help. Um. He thought it like demeaned him as a person, mm-hmm. demeaned him as a man, a macho man who accepts <laughs> right. help. That's it. That is an issue with I think especially oh, yeah. especially men like they a lot of times they don't want to accept help because they think they have to be a man and do it all themselves. So I actually like, definitely know some people like that. I do too, man, and not just not just men, but I yeah. see it a lot in men. Oh yeah, that they're very stubborn about things. A lot of times women are like, "Yeah, I don't know how to do that." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Please come <laughs> carry this thing. I don't want to carry this. Right. Um, respect. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, what, his father ended up leaving the family, and it was near the holidays, and they received like a like a holiday basket, mm-hmm. and they received food, and like it it made the holiday okay, and it made it that, that they were able to get by, and Tony's father saw it as if he was weak. And that he needed somebody to do it for him, and that he was weak. And Tony was like, somebody that I don't even know has made sure that we can eat. Like, right. Now Tony Robbins literally feeds hundreds of millions of people every year. That's awesome. And he is who he is. But that was like the spark of, of, of him becoming who he really became because he he accepted that gift wholeheartedly and was thankful for it and look at the good he put back into the world exactly i'm not saying that every good thing you do is going to create the next tony robbins <laughs> but it might it could and that's not even the point the point is that it's just well it is the point though because if everybody was like tony robbins wouldn't the world be a lot better oh yeah or if everybody was at least like a like a fraction exactly of that good and giving anyway sorry i'm rambling now i want to let you kind of Give more of your thoughts about the book, but I, that made me think of that right away. I was like, "That's that's such a perfect example. You have to be willing to accept." And I think we all, you know, I think we all have times where we don't want to accept help because we do. You know, humans are pride, prideful mm-hmm. creatures, and we want to be proud that we accomplished something, we did it. But I think we're we're entering a time where partnerships are really more important than trying to do it all yourself oh yeah have you noticed that yeah for sure like like it's not as it's it's you know the the people that i found for real estate stuff it was awesome like i i don't want to do it all myself there's a lot of parts of it i would even say for like featuring on songs and all that oh yeah it's becoming much more collaborative Mm -hmm. hip-hop in the hip-hop world like i see that all the time like guys are just making music dealer all the time back in the day that was not that wasn't that that would not fly but interesting so what else? What else from the book that apart from those rules? What are some other thoughts that you that you take from this that you think people should really pay attention to? Hmm. I would say is like 
just have an open mind because Joe in the book, he kind of had an open mind to mm. these these laws, and like, and he eventually implemented them, and and yeah. And what happens happens. Read yeah. the book. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I would just say like yeah, have an open mind and because anything could you like the knowledge I know now. If I didn't have an open mind, I wouldn't know anything I know now. Like, with, right. with business and all that, and everything I know now, like, I wouldn't even know if I didn't have an open mind. So, I would say definitely have an open mind, like, with anything. So, no, yeah, and that's the thing. When you allow other people to to present their beliefs or theories or, you know, ways of seeing the world, you, you expand your mind. Like, you, you, you level up. Mm-hmm. As a person, even if you don't accept that belief, you now know, you know, now you now have a, f- a, a broader context of mm-hmm. the of the social picture, and it's really great. Uh, what else? What else you got going on in your life that that you think the people need to hear about? What mm-hmm. else are you doing? What else? What else is going on? Plug your plug your podcast a little bit here. All right, tell them a little bit about that. So my podcast, it's called the Cheat Code Podcast, and it's focused around giving people like life cheat codes that they can use to better their life like sweet and i actually drop a podcast every monday wednesday and friday wonderful so yeah um so i've been really grinding out on that and i'm also trying to build my my personal brand so every Mm. single day i post on instagram yes i've noticed that i've noticed that yeah good job man it looks it's looking great thank you and so what's what's your instagram handle my Instagram is at Alex underscore Russell zero. That's A L E X underscore R U S S E L L zero. Awesome. I'll have all of that in the in the in the description as well. But anyway, go ahead. So yeah, I've been I've been really doing that. And one thing is, I don't know, not many people. So I talked about earlier about the affirmations, writing them down twenty five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been trying to do that consistently every single day. In the morning, I'll just um, I have a whole notebook dedicated to it. I have four main affirmations. And I just write them down 25 times. It really kind of hurts my wrist. Because to be honest, <laughs> I feel like I have a bad wrist because working at Whitey's, you... Dude, hey, we know. You got you to yeah, cut the wrist, man. Exactly. I, work, I, had t- I put two years in. put two years in with the hat on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I... um. It's worth it, though, man, right? To build your mindset. You'll re- sacrifice a little wrist to, <laughs> to build the proper mind. Exactly. So, I've been writing that down 25 times. And then every single day, I make sure I meditate. Just to have yep. a clear mind, and that's it. The main reason is just to visualize and have a clear mind. And no, you're. Yep, yep. Those are those are all really good tools for people that that haven't tried haven't tried affirmations or meditation. I had meditation music on before you came in here, so nice. Yeah, and so I don't know. That's just what I've been trying to do every single day. Now I've also been trying to read every single day, but that doesn't always happen. I mean, hey man, it's all good. <laughs> but you know? I try to do it. Every yeah, absolutely. Day. So yeah, I'd say that's what I've been up to, and yeah, pretty much. I but I would say in the future I really want to like it, actually Adam's podcast that mm-hmm. I was on. If the you fu- want to like hear about the futurist, if you want to hear about what my future is, go definitely go check out the episode I was on. Yep. But yeah, I that's literally the next thing I was gonna a- I was gonna ask. I was gonna say <laughs> what what where where will people where will people see Alex Russell like 10 years from now like what will you be doing oh yeah at 27 what will you be doing so at 27 I plan on being a multi-millionaire I'd say hundreds of millions 
Because ten years from now, that's a long time, and I think that's time, that's man. definitely doable. It's so so doable, especially today with all the with all mm-hmm. the everything we have access to. Oh yeah. So what will be the mark that you're leaving on the world? So I would say, actually, recently, I actually feel like I discovered my life purpose. Like, that's a heavy one. That's I a good really, one, man. I really feel like I have. Oh shit. Now I feel like it's kind of cliche, but it really means a lot to me, and I feel like. If you if your life purpose purpose doesn't make you cry, then like it's not strong enough. Ooh, that's saucy. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and honestly, if, if it doesn't make you cry, it ain't the thing, man. <laughs> that's what he's telling us here. So I would just say, and that's kind of where I'm going with my podcast is because I want to help people better their lives, and I just really, I'd say definitely my life purpose is really helping my family. I really want to show them that anything is possible, mm. and that. I don't know that they can. We can literally live the life we want. It's yes. all up to us. And I'd say that that's my life purpose: is just influencing so many people to show them that you can literally do anything you want in your life. And I don't know. Hey, hey dude, that's not that's not cliche, man. That's pretty noble. That's a pretty that's a pretty important thing to do. I think I think the world's lucky to have you, man. Thank you. Yeah. No, I appreciate you being here. Um, again, guys, the Go Giver. A little story about a powerful business idea, Bob Berg and John David Mann. I will have a link to the book on Amazon in the description as well if you want to go get it. Till next time, keep turning them pages, (laughs) y'all.